Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The good news is Steph Curry has returned. It is official. That is good news. Is it not Draymond Green? I mean, it's great to have him back out there. You know, he's the gravity that he pulls and you know just the confidence you get from just him being out there was huge i thought he looked good um probably missed a couple shots that he'll make pretty soon uh, just really getting back in that flow of rhythm but come out first game back 32 minutes pretty efficient night but he looked really good he was 8 of 20 from the floor 5 of 13 from three-point land 6 of 6 perfect from the free throw line he had 27 6 and 2 those are points, assists, and rebounds. He only had two turnovers, which I thought was a nice, good sign of Steph Curry having himself a good first game back. But really, the good of Curry's performance came in that fourth quarter where he dropped 16 and all of a sudden put a little gas back in the Warriors' tank that made you think, are they going to win this game? Because, boy, they started slow once again, man. These slow starts, they continue to linger. Head coach Steve Kerr. I don't know the answer to that. I know that we, we picked up a ton of fouls early in the in this game in the first quarter. We had four in the first five minutes or so. That always sets a, a bad tone. So maybe it has something to do with that. But, yeah, it's been a bad stretch of starts for us. It really is weird. Why isn't this team a little bit more ready to go from jump ball? I don't think we can blame it on anyone. I don't think there's any empirical evidence to say it's that, it's that guy, it's a lack of whatever that is that doesn't have it right. But it's just, it's odd. They're an erratic team, and they behave erratically. I mean, that's how they got in the mess they're in now. So some erratic behavior you'd think would come with like, oh, they did get off to a good start tonight. <laughs> and they occasionally do. I mean, the problem is every... Every good thing they do comes in short bursts. Every bad thing they do comes in short bursts. If they were a bad team over a long stretch of time, you'd see an eight or nine game losing streak. But you don't. You see them hovering around 500 as though, you know, that's where the anti-venom is and you just got bit by a snake. You know, they've this last five-game winning streak is the longest time they've been either good or bad. So, I mean, it's just that's why I say they're erratic. You just, you cannot trust them, I mean, at least over the most of the year, for most of the year. And you really can't trust them when they're out on the road. Again, here's... Oh, you can trust them. Oh, yeah. You know just, exactly what you're going to get there. Just can't trust them to win that game. No. Which is why the next two games, again, the last time they won on the road was at Oklahoma City. 
They got a game at Memphis after that, Tuesday, Thursday this week. Steve Kerr on struggling away from Chase Center. I've been asked that a lot this year, and it's it's um, difficult to uh, to pinpoint anything. Teams shoot way better from three against us at home than they do at Chase. Um, again, that wasn't a problem tonight. Eleven for thirty-three. You know, and after the first quarter, we held their free throws down. So I thought we executed def- defensively well tonight. This was not a game where I walk away saying, "What what were we doing defensively?" I liked the defense. It was pretty sound. Um, but they did a great job. Darwin's done a great job with this team. You know, he's really you know found combinations that that work. He's had to deal with you know injuries to LeBron and AD, and they made a great trade. You know, over the the deadline, and then. So they're they've improved quite a bit, and um, so I thought they played really well. They only turned it over nine times total tonight, and uh, that was a big part of the game. Uh, and I think they got they ended up with four more field goal attempts, four more free throws. Uh, in a game like this, you know, that's um, basically six possessions, and that's uh, that's the difference in the game. Look, the Lakers shot forty four percent last night. They grabbed ten offensive rebounds in the game. And the Warriors had a rough night from the floor. I mean, it's a make-or-miss league, and they were only making them at 39% from the floor last night. Um, They played representative defense. They gave up 113 points, which for them ain't bad, especially on the road. The thing that bothered me the most, though, was that Jonathan Kaminga, who wasn't good, wasn't given any grace to figure it out in a game where Iguodala comes in and Iguodala does give you something defensively, but he gives you nothing offensively. And when you're playing with multiple forwards who represent no offensive threat, we're looking at you, Looney, we're looking at you, Draymond, and we're looking now at Andre Iguodala. If he's going to be playing, he's going to be playing in the front court, and he's not much of a scoring threat. And I don't think Andre Iguodala is going to be a guy locking down any major NBA entity again. Maybe for a possession or two, but I don't think Andre's got, like, a great game necessarily left in him. I, I don't know. Well, it, it, again, that assumes that the plan going in was for him to play 15 minutes, which I don't think it was. I think most of the minutes that he got came because Kaminga struggled so badly. And that if Kaminga had played as he normally does, Iguodala wouldn't have gotten much run at all. Because I don't think it's about Iguodala. I think it's about Kaminga. Why Last can, night why he was overmatched, and he showed it, and you can't keep a guy in there when he's just getting routinely worked. Why can we live through Anthony Davis growing pains, but not Jonathan Kaminga growing pains? Because Jonathan, because Anthony Davis is an infinitely better player who makes a ton more money and is more vital said, no, no, to no, the I mean, Lakers. Anthony Lamb. Anthony Lamb. Because, because I think Lamb has given them more reliable minutes. He's not special, but he gives them some reliable minutes that... Kaminga has been doing for the most part. I think this was a one-game deal where Kaminga just wasn't very good and they couldn't keep him out there because they're trying to win the game. When a guy plays poorly, he shouldn't play more. I just think he had a major role in beating the Pelicans and Clippers and and he is he's someone who I think needs to be allowed to play through his mistakes. I think this is the time of year where you don't get to do that. And he's gotten to play through his mistakes earlier in the year. He's the guy who's gotten run because he's earned that he deserves it. Last night was a game where he was not very good at all. And I don't think you keep a guy in when he's 
struggling that badly. I think you're almost cutting off your nose, though, to spite your face because there's no point in time I'm looking at the Warriors and I'm thinking, you know what decision they should really make with their rotation right here, right now? They should become less athletic. I don't think the Warriors should ever be looking to strategically become less athletic, and I think you become less athletic when Jonathan Kaminga's off the court. But if you're getting the kind of athleticism where you're, he's just getting overwhelmed, what's that getting you? I mean, I think this is a one-game deal. I don't think they've suddenly soured on Kaminga as a notion. I think this was one game where it, it didn't fit for him. And I think you, you have to respond to that. I don't think, I don't think you're going to see him playing 10 minutes or being a coach DNP tomorrow night. I think they, I think they like him. I think they prefer him. But last night, he didn't give them much option. Draymond talked about getting Iguodala back into the mix. Every time Andre's on the floor, you're going to get positive results. Um, that's who he's been his entire career, and especially in his years here. Just understands the game at a totally different level than most. And so, you know, just to have him out there with his IQ, yeah, he didn't score, but I'm not sure his game has ever been predicated on whether he scores or not. So, look at this. The Warriors have themselves... Two opportunities to win a couple of games here on the road before coming home for about as big of an ask as you can have on your own home court. The Milwaukee Bucks will be here on Saturday. These next three games, they're big, man. The Warriors are all out of mulligans. So here we go. Here we go. Every single game feels like it's a high leverage game. And if you are tired of indeed Anthony Lamb, you're not going to have to worry about him anymore. He is out of game time. He is out of games to play. He has crossed the 50-game threshold, and as of right now, unless they open up a roster spot and sign him to it, he's not going to play again. I think they will do that. I think they want to do that. Steve Kerr talked about Anthony Lamb's final game in the meantime last night. I'd like to have Lamb on the roster. He plays an important role for us because he connects a lot of lineups with his ability to space the floor and, and shoot the three and then he you know he just plays the way we've always played with you know 0.5 basketball make a quick decision drive it pass it shoot it and then he's big and versatile enough to, to guard multiple spots so he connects a lot of our lineups um, when we play two bigs we can have him at the three or, or you can play him at the four so he's he's been really helpful for us this year and we'd love to get him on the roster and we'll see what happens when he says 0.5 basketball i always think it's a half a basketball that is a half a basketball but look should they have tinkered with his service time a little bit more judiciously other than to get to this point now where they gotta wait for an expiring 10 day to come and go before they can actually make the roster machinations that would return lamb to their rotation I, I suppose mean, there's, there's going to be quite a bit of hindsight being 2020 attached this year. Like you can feel it. Oh, of course you will. I mean, when you're when you're coming off a championship and you're a 500 team, there's going to be a lot of that. I also think that you know a lot of the master plan has had to be abandoned at different times because different guys have gotten hurt or played poorly or any number of things. And I think they probably used Lamb more than they intended to early on. And I think now they're, you know, now they're now they've gotten jammed up, and now they have to figure out whether they really want him or not, or whether Steve Curry is just being nice. Maybe he just said nice things about Lamb. Maybe they don't have an intention to try to figure out a way to get him back on the roster. I just don't know that they have a ton of options other than getting him on the roster. 
it feels like they got caught in between the players that they needed, the players that they have, the players that they didn't budget enough for, and then the buyout market that they decided they didn't want. It's, it's, it's again, we won't know what this looks like until it really ends. And if it ends with them repeating as NBA champions, uh, we, we know nothing about basketball. Regular season basketball returns no data points that should ever be examined as what's about to happen ever again. Well, I mean, that's probably was the lesson last year because we didn't think anything was going to happen last year either. No, but there was a suggestion. Like early season success said maybe if they're right and healthy, they can give you a, you know, they did look like the best NBA team in the NBA for about a 20-game stretch. They haven't had anything like that this year. No. I mean, it just, it, look, if they win this time, they've cheated the Reaper big time. But the truth is, I think they have been scrambling most of the year to try to find some kind of form to what they do. And I think it didn't help early when their second unit was awful. I think it didn't help that they never really got Wiseman untracked. I think it didn't help that Curry got hurt. I don't think it's helped that Wiggins is still out. I mean, they've been they've been putting keeping this together with duct tape and sealing wax. Curry's and, Curry's back, and he was asked, "Is there enough time to put Humpty Dumpty back together again?" With all the time that isn't left in the year. Yes and no. Yes, in terms of the time frame we have to put it all together. The biggest difference is we didn't start out 18 and 2. So <laughs> we're, we're still in fifth, even though we lost. I have a outside shot of trying to get home court advantage, but the biggest goal, it's weird to say it, is like we're trying to win championships, but we're also trying to stay out the play into. Both can be true just based on what our challenge has been this year. And like I said, in terms of the rotations and the amount of guys that have played well this year that deserve opportunity, to find balance between staying ready, knowing when your minutes are going to be, knowing who you're going to be out there with, and finding the right combinations to to finish the season strong so that whoever we potentially play in the playoffs, we know what our identity is. That's the challenge over the last 17 games, whatever it is. I mean, I'm glad he said it. It is a little weird to be talking about defending an NBA championship at the same time just trying to avoid the play-in tournament. <laughs> it doesn't feel like both, both conversations would run on the same track. No, I mean, th- this is a weird team performing weird things in a weird year. Um, by rights, a team with this road record should be out of it I mean deeply and profoundly out of it they should be Orlando but here they are you know a team known for defense that was this bad defensively for so long should be out of it a team with this injury list probably should be out of it but the Western Conference has one elite team that's Denver one and a half Phoenix looks pretty good Phoenix is getting there. They got, but they got to get clear of. They got to get clear of fourth before I start thinking about that. Who makes it look easier than Kevin Durant? Good lord! I mean, he just. It just. It's effortless. And I'll tell you what. And and I'm not trying to undercut your point, but if Kevin Durant doesn't look good against Dallas, you could maybe start making the the case that he's done. But because Dallas, for some reason, doesn't defend, and he had the run of the building. I think Dallas is still a weird team that probably won't be trustworthy in the in the postseason. And that said, yeah, Durant has made it easy forever. I mean, he is 
You want to talk about great old players? He's a great old player because he's old. And yet, you right now you'd say, gee, I don't think he's got more than six or seven good good years left in him. Right, which is... And he's like, that, a, then again, a, a, the 41. Right, you could probably get a Hall of Fame career almost out of those six to seven years the way that he plays. Yeah, I mean, he just, he looked ridiculously comfortable for not having been back for weeks. Maybe maybe more than any other sport. In, in basketball, the great ones just make it look so easy. Just effortless. Jordan made it look effortless. Steph makes it look effortless when he's on. LeBron makes it look effortless when he's on. I don't know if anybody out there makes it look more effortless than than Kevin Durant. He's just he's incredible. Yeah, <laughs> see, I, I I never thought Jordan made it look effortless. He always looked like he was putting in more effort than anybody else because that's what drove him. I think Durant is different in that he does make it look effortless. He is a way, and this is a completely subjective judgment. He's a smoother player than Jordan was. Jordan was more explosive and he was more, I'm better than you and I will choke you until you admit right. it. There was violence yeah. in Jordan's game. Yeah, I don't sense any of that in Durant's game. Durant is, he's just silk. Sophomore Colin from Pacifica, you're on with Damon and Ratto. Hello, sophomore. Hey, good afternoon, you guys. A good discussion, but I gotta say, if Jonathan Kaminga deserves more time to get better, Andre Iguodala deserves a few games to get his feet under him after a long layoff. But that's for now. That's all I got to say. Sure, did sure, but I mean he's a 19-year NBA veteran. That guy should. Be, that, there's no one more qualified to just hop on the bike and start pedaling than that, right? Nobody's going to hop on the bike after he's missed that much time. I don't care who it is. I, I will repeat this again. I don't think the plan was to play him as much as they did yesterday. But Kaminga sort of forced their hand. Well, look, I, I need to... At, at some point here, he is either... He, he needs to prove his worth. He needs to prove his worth for this team. If all he was around was for motivational and, you know, aspirational cat posters and, like, I, I why this team needed another wise veteran presence in a locker room that should have enough of that already, I don't quite understand. Why this team decided to keep a non-functional player around for advice when they actually needed bodies is, again, something I don't quite understand. And I, now that they got him, they better play him quite a bit because if he's going to prove his worth, he's going to have to be in midseason form come the postseason. And I haven't remembered Andre Iguodala being effective in any game since what? Before that last Houston series that went down at Oracle Arena. I mean, it's been a long time since this guy's given the Warriors a minute that mattered. So he better be locking up Kevin Durant in the postseason for possession after possession after possession. I, I, I like Andre Iguodala. I just don't understand why he's here. He's here because A, he's affordable, B, he's a veteran presence that they know and trust, and C, and they've said this all along, and they said it at the start of the year, he's going to be the guy we rely on come the postseason. 
So then, then I don't think your postseason is going to go very far. Well, then that's maybe the it won't. Weapon. I mean, they, listen, they, they could certainly be dead wrong about this, but they haven't misled anybody in the way they've used them. And I, I'm not convinced that you know that they're misleading anybody now. I don't think they would have played him for as much as they did yesterday if Kaminga hadn't been hadn't struggled so much. And I would be surprised if Iguodala played a ton tomorrow night because I think Kaminga will be better. Because Kaminga doesn't usually put two games like that together. I mean, that's one of the things that's gotten him the minutes they've that, that he's gotten. Right. So I'm, he's, I'm surprised he, he doesn't get more house credit, though. I don't think it's about house credit. It's about, what are you doing tonight for me? The house credit stuff, that's done. You know, it's game 65. You know, show your hand every night. It's not about house credit anymore. Will in Berkeley. You're on 95.7 The Game. Will? Good evening. Hey, guys. Um, I think Ray is right about the whole cheat code that's happening right now with the Warriors. I think they have figured out some way to win constantly with these kind of ancillary players. But honestly, I feel that Iguodala is in some kind of like assistant coach training program, and they're just keeping him around to add him to the, the assistant coach list or something. But I think they should give him, I think they should give Dante uh, some money, some of that money later on, because Dante, to me, is a new Iguodala. I mean, he is an amazing player. The the assist that he was doing last night, I just, I'm really, really impressed with this kid, and I really feel like he's going to go places. You know, I really hope that they are looking at him as a piece of their future, but I don't know if they're going to keep him around at $12 million, and I think he's played himself into a $10, $12 million NBA contract. I, I, I don't know if you're going to see him beyond this year. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people think he'll be around next year. So that make it makes sense to me that, you know, that this wasn't... They didn't know what they had in him when they signed him. He's turned out to be better than they thought, and I think if they could figure out a way to keep him, they would. He's their seventh best player. I mean, he's the second guy off the bench, right? Yeah. yeah. No, I think they. I think they would love to figure out a way to keep him, because you saw what happened last year when their seventh best player and their eighth best player, you know, basically lined up to get paid. They both ended up on other teams. That's part of the ongoing problem with their tax, their tax bill. You don't have the flexibility to keep guys you'd like to have. I think if they had to do it over again, they might have figured out a way to keep Peyton. And maybe they, you know, maybe they don't do, you know, maybe they try to hold off the pool deal longer. I don't know. I don't have all the math in front of me. But I think one of the big shortcomings they've had this year is that they haven't been deep enough. And they've relied on guys who weren't ready to be relied upon. And they're paying for that. Clay Thompson talked about the return of Steph Curry and Andre Iguodala in Los Angeles last night. It's awesome. Anytime those two are on the court, especially together, it's just a, a beautiful thing. And it's so great having Steph back out there. And as the season progresses, he's just going to become his MVP self. So it was a awesome, awesome time. Look, look good, feel good, play good. That formula's got to start translating on the road. You've got to pick up some road wins here. you got two opportunities this week to do it. you got to at least split them. At the very least. Now, you said they have to be 2-1. and one. So you can split these and still be 2-1 and one if you beat Milwaukee. Well, let's, let's worry about the road right now. Right. So, I mean, because Milwaukee's not at, not at... 
of the three games, Milwaukee will be the most difficult, even if they're playing them in Curry's driveway. Right. But the fact that that game is a chase center means it's more likely to be won than any game. I mean, any, any game at the end of Curry's driveway, by definition, has to be harder to win than the one in Curry's driveway. Well, because that's I, just the way this year, whole year is gone. Yeah, well, I mean, when you you know when you were talking about going two and one on the road, they've already lost one, so they can't split. If you were, if they're going to make you happy, Sunday already happened. I'm talking about the next two games, and then the one game they got on Saturday at home against Milwaukee. Oh, I wouldn't, ca- I wouldn't even think about my Milwaukee yet. Why ruin your whole week? I think about everything, Ray. That's not that's not healthy I'm for a you. Non-stop thinker. Clay Thompson thinking about this team. He likes its confidence still. You know, confidence is very high. I think I've stated this before. I'm never going to doubt this group or this franchise. We still got a lot of basketball left, and we can put ourselves in a great position to finish the year where we want to. Look, here's the one good thing coming out of Los Angeles. They only gave up 113 points. You keep putting that defensive effort out on the court. It should get you somewhere. Putting up, putting up a defensive effort that allows 125 gets you nowhere. 113 can at least get you somewhere. So keep doing that. Keep keep on keeping on, Golden State Warriors. you got nothing left to do between now and the end of the year. Then what, they got 17 games left. Can they win 10 of them? Can they go 10 and 7 here? If they know. defend, sure. Yeah. If they don't defend, no. Feels fair. Feels fair. Geno Smith, three years, $105 million up in Seattle. He will continue to be a problem for the 49ers or not, depending how they place the Seattle Seahawks. But there you go. That's the way the NFC West turns today. Uh, there is a little, I see, you know, everyone wants to bring up like, well, what do you think about the 49ers quarterback situation? What do you think about the 49ers quarterbacks? Is it in flux? Is it in this? Is it in that? Is it in? It's actually in pretty good shape. I know that doesn't make for sexy sports talk radio, but it, let's be honest. They're in pretty good shape. They got two young guys they both think could be something special for them. Let them duke it out. Hopefully they got a clear starter and a clear backup by the time week one comes around. And week one isn't anytime soon. There's a lot of time between now and week one. They got a well-priced, hopefully lots of upside quarterback room. You want to add in a veteran before it's all said and done? Okay. But I don't know if that guy is, you know, breaking camp as on the depth chart, bringing a veteran as a camp arm, bringing a veteran as an in case Purdy doesn't recover well or Lance doesn't develop with the way that you're hoping. Okay. But I I keep on hearing all these people talking about the 49ers quarterbacks as if that should be a point of anxiety. It shouldn't be. Not anymore anyways. Oh, sure it should. For one simple reason. Purdy's come will be coming off surgery starting Saturday. I like that more than Garoppolo. A guy coming off surgery. Sure, that guy, that guy coming off surgery. Yes, I, I would. I would rather. Sur- t- and if the surgery discovers more damage, do you still like that? Uh, well, considering that guy's just gravy time as it is. The point is, we don't know. Right, and we, we don't definitely know don't know about Lance. We, so that's we, why we wouldn't he, know if, that's if they where the, signed Lamar Jackson, then he would have stayed healthy beyond two games. So that's where the anxiety is, though. They have. A guy coming off surgery and a guy who hasn't played. I get I get why they would be anxious. But then again, it's a fan base that wants to be anxious about its quarterback no matter what. So I can't imagine what wouldn't make them anxious. I'm not talking about the fan base. I'm talking about them. They should feel, I think, pretty good about it. I think they're a little worried because they need to know 
what they're dealing with, and they don't know what they're dealing with right now. That said, it's also March 6th, so they don't have to really worry about it for another four months. I mean, they're not going to draft a quarterback, you wouldn't think. No. They're they're certainly not going to trade up to try to get one of them. Maybe with the last pick in the draft. Do you see the Chicago Bears basically tipping their entire draft strategy to Peter King, who, of course, went with the news in his column? What the hell are they doing in Chicago? I swear to God. Well, what would you be talking about? All the all 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 the picks you can trade back for. Why why would you create the illusion of we're not going to be taking a quarterback number one overall when that illusion actually serves you well? Because uh, I think everybody knows. Not and, and they've known it even before they shot off their mouth. I think it. I think it's common knowledge they're not going to take a quarterback. I mean, everything that they have tipped their hand about, even before the King article, was that they're happy with Justin Fields and that they've got to fix everything around him. So is there a benefit to them shooting their yaps off? Of course not. You know, I don't know why anybody ever talks to anybody about anything. Why are we talking? That's an excellent question. Why are you listening? That's why, another why? excellent question. Is that your belly grumbling? Yes, it is. Are you hungry? Damn right. Well, half an hour away from dinner time. Um, that's just the first time I've. It's for. I mean, it's the first time I've heard your belly grumble all over the mic. Well, I've been working on it. No, I. I just. I just don't think that you know that the Bears think that anybody is under the illusion they're going to do anything other than what they're planning to do, which is trade down. Or still suck. The Bears still suck. The Bears still suck. The Bears still suck. Uh, we're not all talking about said, Cal basketball either. All that said, this is the one time when you would think that they'd have at least one position down. And it's a position they've never been able to fill since Sid Luckman roamed the earth. But this is this is such a clear thing to do that it's almost not worth keeping the secret. You know, why insult somebody? Just, you know, well, we don't know what we're going to do. Of course they know what they're going to do. They're going to trade down and try to get as many picks as possible and take anything other than a quarterback. I'd be trading back multiple times with the same multiple pick and moving back and moving back and moving back and moving back. I mean, I, there's, there's, there's a way to rebuild an entire franchise from this one decision alone. Yeah. The only flaw in that strategy is they're the ones picking. Yeah, they still suck. Uh, Adam Silver. I don't know if you saw this piece of news or not, but he is in the mix, apparently, to become the next CEO of the Walt Disney Corporation. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver is on the short list to succeed Walt Disney Company CEO Bob Iger. Silver's contract with the league runs through 2024. A timeline for Silver or any other candidate to be hired at Disney is unknown at this time. I mean, if you're Adam Silver, you're securing your media contract and then there's really nothing to do except be, what, a step and fetch it for a group of 30 billionaires that are going to run you ragged if you don't do their bidding. So, yeah, I think I would much rather step away from all that NBA nonsense and into a boardroom at Disney where you're going to be like, yeah, let's do more. Uh, let, let's do another Incredibles film. 
that'll make us 180 billion dollars and and let's stop no more movies about pocahontas okay if uh if it were that easy uh bob Iger wouldn't be the president again because he replaced the guy about six months ago and now they're looking to replace him disney's had its own problems and beyond that i like the idea that one of the ways that adam silver can show his value to the disney corporation is by screwing the hell out of him in the next negotiations. So, apparently, Adam Silver wouldn't be eligible to be on any Disney board because he's so involved in these negotiations. So, if you, can you be CEO and not sit on the board at the same time, or you'd have to give up one? I don't know. I, it, look, either way, Adam Silver, CEO of Disney. Adam Silver, NBA commissioner. I think the CEO of Disney is the better job. Might be. I mean, there's tons of money to be made, you know, making sure that all the owners' meetings are catered. I mean, Roger Goodell is making $66 million a year doing that. He is. And I don't know that being the CEO of Disney pays $66 million a year. It definitely has a chance to pay $66 million a year more than the commissioner of the NBA does, though. I think Silver's making somewhere in the neighborhood of twenty-five. He'll make more money at Disney, there's no question. But I think it's a, there's, there's a case to be made that Disney is more in flux than the NBA is right now. So it sort of depends on, A, what Disney really wants, and B, whether Silver's the guy to do it. Because I don't know. I don't know how good he is outside a structure in which he's always worked either for David Stern or the owners, because David Stern didn't work for the owners, the owners worked for him. He was the last strong commissioner in any league. And when he left, Adam Silver became a more conciliatory type of commissioner, and found out that every once in a while, that conciliation gets you, out, gets you in a jam. So I'm not sure that, I'm not sure that we, all we know is that somebody wants to float Adam Silver's name. Look, Adam Silver caught one of the all-time breaks when he became commissioner. Because in his very first act, he got to clean up one of the biggest messes that the league had. I mean, come on. That guy. Except that he didn't clean it up. He was the guy who got to say they cleaned it up. The guys who cleaned it up were three owners who made the phone tree that said, we're going to get rid of this guy. And they did, the, they did the cold calls to the other owners. Sure, but he gets to wear the crown of look at what I did. And he did so publicly, and he didn't try to say this wasn't my doing. I mean, he, no, he, he embraced no, he, he, the role of he, look at what I did. Yeah, but he went along with the fiction, but everybody knows it's a fiction. Nobody but you and a few other crusty-ass writers know that it's a fiction. It's been written over and over again. Nobody everybody, No, 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 no. Everybody who, everybody who pays attention to it knows how it came down. Everybody else wants to, to believe the fiction that commissioners have this level of power that, in fact, we've seen over the years they don't have. Right. Everyone wants and to moving see an owner a out, caretaker. And moving an owner out is not a job that a commissioner can do without the owners at his back telling him, we're going to do this. You're going to do the presser. Having said all that, do you see that another NBA owner is out? Mark Lassery. Uh, the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks co-owner has an agreement to sell his stake in the team to Cleveland Browns owner Jimmy Haslam and the Haslam Sports Group for $3.5 billion. Mark Lassery um, and another rich dude named Wes e is it Edens? Edens. Edens, Edens not Edens. Edens 
Uh, they bought the Bucks from Herb Cole back in 2014 for $550 million. As part of the sale, Cole promised to donate $100 million to help a new arena to help ensure that the team remained in Milwaukee. Now, under Lassery's tenure, the Bucks fulfilled their promise of the new arena, which opened in August of 2018. It's been a tremendous business success. Along with the team, the surrounding development, the Deer District, has been a smash hit for Milwaukee's downtown. Um, this is an owner who bought an NBA asset, said he would invest in it, and has crushed it to the point where he is the Milwaukee version of Joe Lacob. He really is. Look, he got back-to-back MVPs for Giannis, uh, which helped deliver a lot of business and a lot of victory to Milwaukee as they won their first title since 1971 in 2021. Uh, you're looking for one of the all-time buy and flipped this house NBA, you know, home improvement shows. He might be the host, Ray. He really might be the host. Mark Lassery uh, just came in and crushed about a decade's worth of NBA ownership and investment. That I mean, he, he destroyed it. He a plus. Well, he he only owns twenty five. He only owns twenty five percent of the box. Edens is the big is the big fish there, and what the, what the Haslam's bought into was that quarter quarter share of the team. Edens is still the, the the whale, and I don't know if he and Edens had a falling out or whether he just wanted to cash out. Look at it this but, way: if you can drop, uh, if if you can be a guppy to the tune of three point five billion for your buyout, you 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 live that really good guppy life. That wasn't the buy. That was a, the based on a valuation of three point five billion. What he came away with was an eight hundred seventy five million. Oh, three point five billion for the whole operation. If he had, if if the Haslam's had bought the entire franchise, it would have cost three point five billion. It's couch cushion money for the Haslam's. I hate to say the Haslam's. Oh, yeah. um, Jimmy Haslam, by the way, inherited his fortune um, from Daddy. Yes, and uh, his company owns a god level of truck stops and is worth about $50 billion. He owns the Cleveland Browns, the Columbus Crew, and he's done some very sinister dealing in his days. He is about as old-fashioned an oil billionaire who will leave the world a worse place than he originally found it, as you can find in your sports ownership suite. Jimmy Haslam. He's a beauty. Look at it this way. In a world of us and them, he's a them. Um, I don't think he's worth fifty billion. He's worth four point eight billion. No, the company. The company. Oh, the company is worth fifty bill. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't think he owns all of the company. No, either. no one owns. Yeah, yeah. the buy offs and sell offs and stock up and all that stuff. Yeah. But that said, I'm 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 fascinated to know why he felt he wanted to buy into an NBA team that he doesn't have control of. It's it it's an easy investment. It's parking your money in a place that only grows. That's well, it. No, I mean, no, I, I mean, no, I get that part. But he's a guy who has always had his hands around whatever he operated. I mean, Pilot J, he basically runs that. That's the, the that's the truck stop army. Yeah. Um, this the is one where he gets J to si- This is the one where he gets to sit in a room and listen to Wes Edens tell him what he what Wes wants to do. Hey, maybe he's about to slowly and surely, you know, undercut by percentages. Wes, what would you like to go away? I mean, you got to get in the room before you can start throwing your weight around the room. And he's in the room now. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. I, you know, maybe.
you know, it's just it's. Uh, I'm I'm I I was I was a little bit fascinated by this deal because one, Lazarus and Edens were trying to buy into English soccer, and then all of a sudden that fell through the door. So that's that, that feels like a pivot, right? I mean, is that what it is? To it, well, it might be that Lazarus just say, you know what, I'm done chasing, and then Haslam was the first guy with a checkbook, but. Haslam is not a guy who defers to others. That's why I'm interested. Conference tournament week is one of my absolute favorite weeks of the year. It has begun. We actually got teams filling out automatic bids for the NCAA tournament. Selection Sunday is this Sunday. We'll let you know who got in early. You ready for the phrase dancing shoes? Good, because we're going to use it this week. Fairly Dickinson, back to where, back their way in. There you go, baby. You saw that, right? Yes, they got in in the semifinals because the other team to qualify was already suspended from postseason. No, they weren't suspended. They, When they joined the conference, they couldn't go to the tournament for four years. That oh, was part go. of the deal. It was a grandfathered in screw you guys. Right, and the screw you guys get to play Fairleigh Dickinson tomorrow night. So FDU might have some load management to save guys for the tournament. Hey, FD yourself, you know what I mean? Yeah. You, can have, you can have that banner. We'll... We'll 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 go losing the play-in game like like dignified adults. We'll let you know who's in. We'll let you know that we actually had a little sports movie history made over the week. And if you want to feel old, we will guarantee make you feel old with a quarter century anniversary that we'll tell you about next. Hopefully, the dude abides. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, what's condition my condition? 
used right from the clip in the movie, I'm guessing is where you're going there, Grandy. Part of the montage in the movie, The Big Lebowski. This is the first edition. Ray stepped in to check what condition my condition was in. Can you name the lead singer of this group? Well, oh, it's the first edition. It was Kenny Rogers. That's right. Have you ever seen the movie The Big Lebowski? I have not. Wow. Okay, so I really recommend this one. Like, you would like this movie. It is beyond a cult classic. It is morphed into one of the most quotable movies of all time. And 25 years ago today, March 6th, 1998, is when it hit movie theaters. Yes, we're all old as dirt now. The Big Lebowski is 25 years old today. Written and directed by the Coen brothers. It's just, it's an A+. It's an, a, it's, an, it's an actual masterpiece. It's one of Jeff Bridges' greatest performance. It is the greatest performance of John Goodman's entire career. Steve Buscemi, underrated and brilliant throughout the entire thing. The dialogue, the delivery, the writing, the white Russians, all of it. It's perfect. There are very few movies that reach the level of perfect. Ray, it's a perfect movie. Like Godfather, the original Godfather and Godfather 2. These are perfect movies. I think The Big Lebowski is maybe one of the only other movies I would ever insert into the is this movie perfect conversation. It's funny, another Coen Brothers movie, No Country for Old Men, which is another movie that if you've never seen that, I think you would really like. Um, that borders on perfect as well. Raising Arizona is the Coen Brothers movie I saw. And I would... I wouldn't call it perfect, but I'd call it damn good. It's a great movie. I'm glad that you see that that is a a, a good movie. Because if you didn't, I'd be I'd be really worried about you. By the way, uh, welcome back here as we're doing the end of the show. You're older than you think you are segment because the Big Lebowski turns 25 today. Uh, you might want to win yourself a pair of tickets to see the Warriors and Spurs on March 31st. Well, all you got to do is download the Odyssey app and listen to everything we do, everything that happens all day long. And every single hour that you listen on the Odyssey app is an hour which you will be registered to win the tickets. You can do it up to eight times per day. Listen eight hours per day. That's all we ask. Uh, download the Odyssey app now. What are you waiting for? Tickets to see the Warriors and Spurs are up for grabs on Monday, March 31st. And as always, Warriors tickets can be found at warriors.com to get what you need. Uh, if you are a college basketball fan, and even if you're not, I hope you become one this week. Because we got ourselves one of the great weeks of college basketball. It is conference tournament week we are six days out from selection sunday uh you were right ray farley dickinson fairly farley how do you how do you say it i believe they call it farley farley spelled fairly yes call it farley farley dickinson not mr furley farley dickinson punched the very first men's NCAA tournament bid in unusual fashion, which Ray said, 32 automatic bids, 36 at-large bids for a 68-team field. Five teams are already in, Ray. Five have cleared for their dancing shoes. Please report to the dancing floor. Fairleigh Dickinson won the Northeast Conference. UNC Asheville won the Big South. Drake won the Missouri Valley. Kennesaw State, first bid ever for Kennesaw Mountain Lands in a state. First winning season ever. Not bad. Them. Hey, 
Way to rip and they've been they've been a division one for about twenty years now. Yeah, what they learn the uh, was at the Atlantic Sun Conference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Southeast Missouri State won the Ohio Valley Conference, sneaky deep conference, the OVC. Um, so we'll see if Southwest Missouri State can't pick up a win. Uh, none of those names that you hear will be above a twelve seed. So, no, uh, Farley Dickinson will be a sixteen. Um, Maybe you Kennesaw, Kennesaw State, last uh, Jerry Palm I saw, I had them as a 15, borderline 14. Uh, Tennessee Tech, the first women's team to punch their ticket in the women's bracket. Uh, they've been joined by St. Louis, Virginia Tech, Gardner-Webb, Iowa, Washington State, South Carolina, and put them in Chattanooga. And your plucky little Hoosier women will probably get in as well probably get in Ray. they might be a one seed they might be they might be a one seed i haven't said a word about indiana women's basketball all year they are one of the best teams in the country they probably go deeper in their tournament than the men go in their tournament but the men just beat michigan we have a program director who pretends he goes to michigan he drove through Michigan. Who's kidding? He's, he's 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 been through Ann Arbor in order to sandwich there at least. If twice. he's got a diploma, he's turned it into beer coasters. <laughs> uh, so uh, Indiana dusted them off on well, in overtime. In overtime, it's, that's not a dust. Day. That's a dust up. Uh, how about this? We have a sports movie moment in time being uh, ticked off over the weekend or checked off, if you will. The movie Creed Three. Which is picking up where the Rocky franchise left off. Creed, yeah, because there weren't enough Rocky movies. There were only 19 of them. Uh, Creed now picks up with the son of Apollo Creed. Um, $58.6 million domestic opening over the weekend for Creed 3. It is the biggest opening weekend for a sports movie in film history. How about that? Creed 3 was also the first sports movie to ever pass $100 million at the global box office in its opening weekend. I'm going to have to put Creed 3 on my list. The first Creed? Pretty good. For, I mean, considering boxing movies are about as formulaic a, a sports movie as you can get these days. The first Creed was good. I didn't see the second Creed. Creed 3? Destroying it at the box office, Ray. Well... Of any of the Rockies, have you seen those? Saw the first one. And that was it? One that was, was it. enough? I didn't need to see anything more. Two is better than one. Three has Mr. T in it, which is good. Oh, right. And Rocky Four is, well, it's the closest the concept of a montage ever came to an Oscar. The whole movie is a video montage. It's like you, Rocky Four couldn't have happened without MTV. It's brilliant and awful and awfully brilliant all at the same time. It sounds like Cocaine Bear only with people. It sort of. Which apparently Are you is slightly one of the interested worst. in Wait, Cocaine Bear? Slightly? No. No. No interest. I've seen every review I've seen of it, and I usually don't read reviews of movies I don't have any intention to see, is that they're trying to make it snakes on a plane. That it's so bad that it ends up being backwards good. But I'm going to guess it falls short. Oh, It so just like, stays bad. So it's like a pug. It's like so ugly it's adorable. That's the theory that they thought they were going on. Yes. I mean, I saw a clip where Margot Martindale gets dragged off by a bear, which I guess is okay. But 
I will, I will, I will f- be comfortable missing it. Cocaine bear. He's a competitor. So we'll wish him very good luck. Thanks to George Sedano for joining us today. We want to invite you to stick around because the best of the game is coming up next. Brought to you by Fremont Bank and our man Sterling Bennett has it all for you. Lovingly prepared and coming up next. Lucas, thank you very much. Grandy, thank you. For Ray, I'm Damon. And please do remember, boys and girls, at sports, they don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, he's gone. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.